Welcome to the Militant Grind Podcast. Today I have Richard Kweku Eziagu Akiyemi. He is a visceral connections coach and an author of the book called Found My People, which has become a number one Amazon new release. So, Ezi, um, you know, I read a little bit about you and how you became to how you got to author the book Found My People. So you were not born with the name. Richard Kweku Asiago Akiyemi, right? Correct. Okay. So, right. <laughs> you know, me, I have a background in Pan-Africanism. Um, I grew up with, you know, an auntie that was a, you know, Pan-Africanist. I'm talking about Miri, the South African. Her children have African names, all of that, right? And I also know that there are people that adopt the Pan-Africanist movement, but they don't go as far as changing their names to identify mm -hmm. with their African roots. Even like, say, it's funny because I had a thought, you know, these past couple of days where it's like people will be pro-Black, they'll tattoo Africa on them, have an African medallion, but name their kid a European name that has nothing to do with Africa. You know, nobody wants to go that far. But you are like one of the people mm -hmm. in my entire life <laughs> that took it that way. Instead of, you know, but besides like Stokely Carmichael, you are like one of the few. That's like, you know what? In order right. to embrace this, I have to change my name. I have to become it. And I'm going to let go of the name that was forced upon me by my, you know, by my, by my ancestors' oppressors. Right. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't, you mm -hmm. know, I'm, Perryman is an English last name. Like, I know that for a fact. Right. But also mm -hmm. um, trace my ancestry down to the Bantu tribes of Central Africa. Like, I looked up my, my haplo. Okay. Yeah, my haplo group. Because you, you know what a haplo group is, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my haplo group is like, okay, it's, you know, goes down to Central Africa. But it's more so like, okay. You know, I'm I'm already here. This is my name that was given to me. I'm just keep this line going just in case somebody needs to, you know, figure some more things out. You know what I mean? So how did you become a visceral connections coach? And what is your your story into becoming, you know, who who you are today, Richard? Richard Kweku is Iago Akiemi. Okay. Well, you know, I addressed what you what about changing your name. I had actually addressed that in the book mm -hmm. about the fact that you know some people will want to, some people won't want to. I I, I, I say in the book is everybody's going to make the decision that's right for them. Right. Um, for me, it was uh, considering that my ancestors, when they were taken from Nigeria and Ghana, they did not have English names. You know, right. they had. African name. So, uh, you know, because a lot of African Americans ask me, you know, why why you want to change your name? They they look with stain brown up there. This is like somebody just gave them a bitter limit and they just look like crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but uh I tell them, I said, hey, did our ancestors have African or English names when they were taken from Africa? It's only African name. All I'm doing is correcting or wrong that's over 400 years old. I said, and the only reason it seems awkward is because we've been so long in the environment mm -hmm. that when I do this right to get back to my origins, it seems wrong to a lot of people, right? right. But it's actually right. It's right for me. So for me, it's nullifying the legacy of enslavement. Nullifying means lessening the, imp lessening the impact. Just like I told my wife, my wife is not, I told my wife, I said, when we have our children, I said, our children are not going to have English names. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was Catholic. And she said, well, but, but, you know, we, we need, I said, no. I said, Catholic Church came there. I don't know if you know this or not, but the church in Africa, they, they made people have uh, English names if they wanted to be in the church. They had to have English names, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a colonial mindset on people, right? Right. And so I told her, I said, I asked her this, I said, do you think that in England, are naming their children with names like, uh, like Igbo names and uh, Europe names and Fonti names, like Fonti of Ghana, Igbo of, of Nigeria, and uh, and the Yoruba of Nigeria. You think they're, they're naming them with names? No. 
They're naming them an English name. Why? Because they're English. Okay. Right. So in my blood, my DNA is Fadi people of God, people of Nigeria, your ancestors are going to be in those us because that's who they are in their blood level, right? Um, I said the rest of the the rest of it is colonialism. Uh, but how I got through this, I actually backed into it. I just went to Nigeria 2013 with my doc because uh, it invited me to the Independence Day celebrations. October 1st is Nigeria's Independence Day. Mm -hmm. And so if you know some Nigerians, they're having celebrations now all over the world where there are Nigerians on these Saturdays. They're basically having uh, Independence Day celebrations. So if mm -hmm. you know, if you're friendly with any Nigerians, just, you know, ask them to invite you. And then you can get exposed to that wonderful, delicious uh, Nigerian cuisine and the beautiful Nigerian fashion of the women and men. Actually, what I'm wearing now is a typical uh, Igbo and, and Yoruba type of West African attire. And uh, it doesn't have the color like, you know, the Western church. It's got embroidery. Mm -hmm. uh, this one has couplings, but the, you can get the kind that don't have couplings. But it's just comfortable. And I get so many compliments when I wear it out. People just love seeing it. So I just well, doctor and I visited the people of Nigeria told me I was Nigerian. So that actually really surprised me because, you know, I had no idea. Uh, but they told me adamantly, you are an Igbo man. I tell you, you're an Igbo. And uh, they told me that if I didn't open my mouth, they that looked like I was born and raised in Nigeria. Uh, and and the, the Nigerian features are strong because even my Fanti and my Ghanaian friends, Ashanti mm -hmm. and Fanti, most of them, uh, they say that I don't look Ghanaian. You know, so if it wasn't for doing my DNA, I wouldn't have known about the Fanti part just from looking at me. Looking at me, everybody, they say I'm, they, they say I'm Nigerian. But mm -hmm. when I did my DNA, I found out that they were rich. I did the thing that tells you the, the tribe and it told it actually literally showed me the Igbo tribe and the Yoruba tribe on my father's side. And on my mother's side, the only tribe that it showed was Fanti, the Fanti people of Ghana. So I kind of backed into it. So mm -hmm. I didn't really, you know, seek out to do it, but I just mm -hmm. kind of to it. Yeah, yeah. I did I I did the ancestry DNA and I have a lot of Nigerian blood um in me, you know. Huh. Yeah. You you a cousin. <laughs> yeah but then it's but oh i don't know i mean sometimes because after i told my mother the results she was kind of surprised because you know i do have 20 percent european but then it was like how do we not have any native american blood when i know for a fact that we are native american you know like we have that ancestry in us but i'm kind of you know when it comes to those tests I don't know. I, I it's just that you know, people people like in America, you know, it's like a melting pot. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in in Nigeria, those same people have been you know with each other and didn't go outside that realm of people for thousands of years. You know what I'm saying? But with us, mm -hmm. it's like we were shipped here. This person, this person, this person. Like I even figured out that. I have an ancestor that, well, my Native American side, uh, we have that blood in us because um, a Native American uh, tribe owned slaves and then had a baby with one of my uh, great-great-grandmothers, and then it was passed down. And then my last name is comes from a Native American tribe, not more so like mm -hmm. a, a white European. You know what I mean? So, okay. if I, so my last name, Perryman, is very big in Oklahoma, with the Muscogee tribe. Uh -huh. So it's like, if I go okay. out there with that last name, they're like, what? You're a part of the Perrymans? I mean, people contact you gotta be, me. You gotta be related, huh? Yeah, yeah, trust me. It's like, but then I always thought that anyway, because it's such a rare last name. But like, I'm, I'm in uh -huh. contact with several people in that tribe that it's like, there's no way you have that last name and your grandfather's from Texas and you're not a part of this ancestry. Then I hire someone to, to look it up and they're like, yeah, you... You know, your great grandfather was a chief named Benjamin Perryman and his son, you know, had a baby. You know okay. what I mean? It was just passed down. But then mm -hmm. one thing about that that I look at is more so like I can't deny any part of me, even though I am a part of, 
this, you know. So say mm-hmm. we know by phenotype we're we know we have African ancestry just because of our skin tone, but then it's like we also right. have other ancestries as well that we have to honor, you know, because that's just mm-hmm. part of our our bloodline, you know. So for someone that mm-hmm. what you would say is like mixed. Or, you know, because to me, it's like, how do I identify that I'm with like one or two tribes based off of like the, you know, many grandparents that I have that's from all over the place? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you take Mm -hmm. all of this information and narrow it down to one? Okay. Do you feel like I have actually... Oh, were you finished? Go ahead. Oh, no. So, So that's one of the reasons why me personally... I feel like that it can be a little biased, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, I I had I actually after I did my DNA, you know, I had a lot of people saying the same thing to you. Oh, are these DNA tests accurate? So I actually did a video on the YouTube that channel is called Embrace Your DNA Greatness. And actually, when you go to my foundmypeople.com website, if you click on the YouTube, you know, the YouTube uh, link. It'll mm-hmm. take you to that channel, and it has that video as well as one that um, that's it's in your DNA, which is the poem that God gave me when I was standing on the uh, at Badagri at the, the point of no return. So, since you have Nigerian, you have ancestors. The point of no return for our Nigerian ancestors is Badagri. It's a, a suburb of Lagos, and it's uh, the last place that their foot touched on continental Africa before they were taken away. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I want to answer is this, uh, because you did the what I call the country test because I talk about the tribal or people group test in that video uh, to kind of tell you the differences. And because some people say, you know, are these DNA tests accurate? And so I encourage you to do the the people group, the tribal test, because it's more in depth. You know, the one that uh, you mentioned, they usually come out with a, like a ninety nine dollar price. You know, just get people to come in and. It's kind of nice to know what kind of countries are in your background and things like that. And so they just tell you countries. But the problem is, like in Nigeria, for example, there's over 200 tribes. And so each tribe, I have Igbo and the Yoruba, each one has different culture. The Yoruba culture is different from the Igbo culture. They right. have some things they might share, like both of them do it goosey soup and things like that. But as far as the culture, the way they married and things like that, the... um. The, the list that you have to, if you, you're going to get married to a to a, a Yoruba or an Igbo, you know, you have a list that you have to provide the village, you know, then there's the bride price and things like that. It's all part of the culture. Um, but so each one has its own particular culture. And so I really encourage people to get the one that tells them the people group or tribe. Now, as far as people say, well, is it accurate? I just tell as far as in my case, all I can speak to is my case, and in my case, it was accurate because the Nigerians, the Igbos in Nigeria told me I was Igbo. The Yorubas in Nigeria, before I left on that 10-day trip, they told me that I was Yoruba. They, they believed that I was Yoruba because of my feature. And then when I did the test, it literally said on my father's side, Igbo and Yoruba. So it confirmed what the people told me from their eyes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, I just, you know, the fancy side is the only thing I really learned from that test that people learn because I haven't been to Ghana yet. And actually, my Nigerian features are so strong that even people in Ghana, as I was saying earlier, tell me that, dude, you know, bro, you, you look straight up Nigerian. You just oh, I don't see it. I don't see it. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, I say that they can be accurate. I, I, you know, I recommend you go to African Ancestry. I'm not a paid spokesperson. But, um, they don't, they they say they don't keep your sample of your DNA and they don't sell it. And there's some companies out here that not only keep your sample, but, you know, if these government agencies want to scrub it to see if, you know, there's somebody in their list that they got DNA from a, something like that, for them, they don't tell you, they don't pay you. And uh, for me, I, I think it's a real violation of privacy. You know, I want criminals to get caught. But I don't want you to save my DNA, not pay me, and then let it be subject to these releases to these right. different people. Uh, or even if they have the person, uh, you know, bring that DNA in and do it, uh, I still don't want mine involved in that without my permission. 
and uh, that they're doing a lot of the other companies. So I strongly encourage people that that are of African ancestry to go to African ancestry because they they say that they don't uh, keep your DNA sample. Have you ever took any other DNA test besides this one, the African one? I actually didn't take African ancestry. It was another one I took. It's one of the companies that did what I what I just said. I'm just uh, not happy with that company at all, and I would not recommend them for anybody to spend a, a penny with the, with a company that does that. And uh, all I say is do the research. And if the company doesn't say that they destroy your sample, probably don't, and uh, don't do business with them. Just keep you know, take your money to some place that says that they're gonna destroy your sample. And the other thing is for people that are really interested in doing this, if it's a young lady, if you have a brother of the same father and mother, or if your father is alive, you know, or if you have a cousin of an uncle of the same grandfather, in other words, that paternal line, then you can get your paternal side because when women do theirs, they only get one side. That's the mtDNA, which is the mother side, mm-hmm. and they don't have the yt. That's why they, you know, men have the xy chromosome, women have the xx. So women only get the mother side when they do their DNA. Mm-hmm. Men get the both the mother and the father. So since I had two brothers and one sister, and since we all had the same mother and father. None of them had to do it. They all know when I did mine, they all know, you know, that they're Fanti, Ebo, and Yoruba. Although them have said, hey, you know, let's kind of split that with you. So, you know, the cost so that because, you know, we found out because right. they didn't really care, you know, at the time. Right. I mean, my sister is starting to engage with it now, but you know, my two brothers are like, yeah, you know, oh, oh, we're Nigeria. Oh, cool. You know, it's it's like a coffee table talk. Yeah. And so you told me that those two try. I'm familiar with the. I grew up with Nigerian people, so I'm very familiar um, with the Igbo and the Yoruba tribes, right? So both of them are two totally different tribes, but you're mm-hmm. a part of both of those and the Fonti tribe. So which one are you more closely identifying with in your day to day life and like culturally? Like, are you adopting any cultures? Which one where you're like, okay, I'm more, I'm more comfortable being with this, you know? Okay, that's a great question. I originally connected more to the Igbo and Yoruba side because simply because I had really no exposure to Fanti. I didn't have, you know, any Ghanaians that kind of showed me the culture, like, you know, as far as Nigeria, I had somebody that showed me the culture, invited me over, invited me to things, I got to sample the food, the, the fashion, so I got more familiar with the Igbo and Yoruba side, but right. I'm also now getting more and more of the, the Fanti side, and so I will say that, because somebody told me, because uh, back in the 70s, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but back in the 70s, Nigeria had a civil war, and the main two combatants were the Igbos and the Yorubas. And so, you know, people, when they find out, sometimes when the Igbos and Yorubas find out that I say that I'm Igbo and Yoruba, they say, hmm, how did that happen? I say, my friend, you know anatomy and physiology. You know how that happened. But, you know, they're like, because some people say, oh, you got to choose one. They don't like each other. I said, Oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. I said, that's just like telling somebody who had lost their children. And after several years, finally, their children were tracked down. They found them. It was all proven that these are their children. And then they got their children back and they hugged them all and everything. And then somebody said, "Okay, now you can only keep one. Two of them got to go back to the family with like, no, that's not going to happen. So this is where my African-American culture comes in. And I say, I'm going to have my fanti my Igbo and my Yoruba. So I'm learning about all of them. Mm-hmm. I have a place in my notes app on my phone where when I learn uh, Yoruba words, I have a Yoruba saying, so all the words I've learned in Yoruba, mm-hmm. when I learn Igbo, when I learn Fanti, I have each each one, I have like a list of, of things I'm learning in that language because I'm connecting with all of them and I'm learning about the food of all of them. And uh, so I can really say that I'm engaging with all three of them. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of like the same thing. Uh, 
that I adopted myself because, you know, we like in my family on my dad's side, um, I was hanging around my uncle. Right. And so I was like, oh, man, the hell was St. Patrick's Day, you know, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not celebrating that. But my uncle was like, you should, because it honors our Irish ancestors. And I'm talking about my uncle is I'm, he changed his name to, you know, his last name is Shabazz. Like, that's how deep it is. But he's more so like mm-hmm. we're honoring everything that we're a part of. Because you don't know, like, you know, because it's like mm-hmm. no matter what, that's still your your ancestral line, you know. So even though we don't look European, but we still have it in us. But then it's like that still should be honored in some type of capacity, you know. So my kids are even mixed with like Hispanic, but I was like, I mean, Mexican. So I tell them like, no, we have to honor these traditions and all of these traditions that make you who you are you know because everything has to be accounted for and that's an interesting um it's an interesting thing because i feel like a lot of us african americans or black people in america or whatever you want to may call it we're like hybrids you know we're just like so much of you know so much of so much of different things that make us you know and one guy um i met him at the black conscious conference in uh long beach and he said the reason why we are the way we are is because we're mixed with so many different things and it's like that almost make us like super african or you know super people because it's like we're pulling from all of these different aspects and that makes us you know so it's like mm-hmm. the reason why we're able to dominate in sports and business and you know, anything that you give us a fair shot in, we're going to dominate is because we are like super Africans, you know, because we're hybrids. It's like we're taking all of these, you know, all of these things. And and that makes us, which makes us kind of like the the glamour of the world. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're blacking, you know, they know you're American and you go to China, Europe, anywhere. They're looking at you like in awe, like they're amazed, you know. So with that being said, I, me personally, I don't really like to disconnect, um, you know, from, you know, I, I think more like a nationalist because it's like when I'm in other countries, I'm not black. I'm not African-American. I am American. My passport says American. When I go somewhere, I am American. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. And, and and that you know it's like it's like anything like my mom's from chicago i was born and raised in la if i go to chicago even though my mother is from there i have to basically you know learn how to adapt learn you know they talk different they eat different foods they have a different way of life and that's mm-hmm. only like one generation you know that has been mm-hmm. skipped so then i look at it and i'm more so like okay imagine if we were displaced from a country for like four or 500 years or whatever. We don't really know, you know, but everybody says 400, but so let's just say 400. It might be thousands. We don't know. Uh, There have been Mm -hmm. bones found in the Americas that are, um, that are the same uh, bone structure as people in Africa that were that like the oldest bones in America. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like, well, there, there's been, you know, uh, facts that we have been here longer than what they told us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so definitely. Yeah. So with that, with that being said, it's more so like um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of us African well, people, it, black people in America, we we really just adopt like different identities. You know, like I was a victim of that myself. Like, okay, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be you know, a typical black American. So I'm going to call myself an Islamic name or a Hebrew name or this name or that name. But then it's like, why can't we have a sense of pride for just being who we are and just go with our culture that has been replicated, that is admired all over the world, including in Africa? You know, like a lot of people take what I would consider our swag. You know what I mean? Like they, they want to do music like us. They want to dress like us. Like we damn near are like the cream of the crop of the world. 
why do you think that we have to separate ourselves from just being black Americans when we are like the trendsetters of the of black people in the world? Uh, that is a great question. Uh, I have an analogy for African-Americans because one of the things that people will ask me when they find out that I'm connecting to my African roots is, you know, that, you know, sometimes they say, well, what's wrong with our culture? You're trying to say our culture is not good. And I let them know very quickly. I'm saying, I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. I say African-Americans have one of the richest cultures in the world. We know because it's copied all over the world, as you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so I liken an um, African-American culture to the full moon analogy. OK, we mm. love the beautiful full moon when it comes out every month. You know how beautiful the full moon is. Yeah. But when you look at that full moon, there's another half just as big, equal size that is unseen and unknown. It's the dark side of the moon. OK, so our African-American culture is that rich culture that we have developed over here because we were separated from our ancestry. So we've developed this beautiful, wonderful African-American culture, okay? Uh, but there's also another side to us in our DNA that's like the dark side of the moon, the cultures that we don't know about because of the legacy of enslavement. And, and you also brought up another good point. Well, why do we disconnect ourselves? And I, one of the ways that I would answer is this. There's some particular things about African-Americans that are not true about anybody else. First, African-Americans are the only ones that have had this, this merry-go-round of names, you know, colored, mm -hmm. black, Negro, mm -hmm. African-American. Now they want to call us BIPOC. Black indigenous people of color is the new chair they want us to sit in. Marcus Garvey once said, a people without the knowledge of their history, origin, and culture are like a tree without roots. And I think that might be part of the answer, that we have all these different names because the uh, every other American, when you talk to them, if you talk to, we might say there's a group of people that it looks like they're from Asia. We say, oh, those are Asian Americans. But when you go to them individually and you ask them what they are, they don't say, I'm an Asian American. They say, I'm a Chinese American. I'm a Indonesian American. I'm a Japanese American or a Korean American, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if you see the people from Europe, now we may say, oh, they're European American. We talk about them as a group. But when you go to the individual and say, what are you? You say, they say, I'm a German American or I'm a Spanish American, I'm an Italian American. They tell you what kind of American they are, right? So but we, when we say African American, we are talking about a continent with 54 countries, right? right. It's right. because we don't know, no fault of our own. Neither one of us was at fault for that, right. but just a fact, we say African American. There's no other people that you can find a group of them that are called something and on the food. You, you don't have an Italian-American that doesn't know Italian food. You know, not a group, not a whole group of them. The average African-American has never eaten African food. There's over 47 million of us. The average one of us never eaten African food. In the book, I talk about the seventh grade when I had a cultural day. Mm -hmm. And on the day, you're supposed to bring something related to your culture. Well, you know, I had an idea about African food at that time, so I bought tacos, and they weren't good tacos because we didn't eat tacos that much. And somebody else bought good tacos and yeah. they made my tacos look very bad. So, yeah. you know, this was this is all part of the legacy of enslavement. And I and I I hear what you said about your uncle saying we got out of this, but I have a kind of a different take on it. I do recognize because there is eight percent occasion in seven percent English, Irish, one percent Finnish. So I recognize that, but the way I recognize it is I tell people that this is history of the person that raped my ancestor. How do you know? Do how do you know that they raped your ancestors? Uh, yeah, well, that's a question people ask. Well, how do you know it might have been consensual? Well, if you look at history, you can't find many examples of where it was consensual. But we well, can find was, many examples. Well, can, we can, well, you, you want me to answer? You're not letting me answer. Okay. Let me answer. Let me answer. We can find many examples. You know, people, I guess people want to feel good about them. So they want to say, well, maybe it wasn't. I mean, and that's their choice. If somebody wants to say maybe it wasn't, 
But I know from the history that I've looked at that it is much more likely from interviews of people that have been enslaved that, you know, I don't know if you realize this or not, but the before a lot of the people that had actually been in slavery died off, the U.S. government sent out these reporters to uh, chronologue their stories. And Oprah Winfrey and many other stars actually, you know, kind of read they said, and they did a whole thing on it. Mm -hmm. So rape was a common theme, you know, lynching, rape, uh, people's foot, all this stuff. So it's like, we, we can say that, we can ask that question about everything. How do we really know they cut off their foot? How do we really know they lynched them? How do we really, you can say that about everything if you want to, but I looked at to prevent the prevailing information and it's more likely because we have so many stories, uh, I think in the, um, the, the point of no return in Ghana, they say that the 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 person, and they call it a council. I said, no, I will never call it a council. The person who was over it, they had a staircase from the women's quarters to his place, okay? A women's quarters to his place so that he could have whoever he wanted, however he wanted. So rape was very, very common. So, you know, if, if we want to see how common rape was and, and hear how rape was, and then we want to say, oh, well, maybe it wasn't, well, you know, Anybody can say that it's a free, free, free world. They say it if they want to. I can tell you how I recognize. You said your uncle recognized it that way. He is free to do it that way. The way I recognize it is, this is the ancestry of the person that raped my ancestor. I do not honor that ancestry. I call it what it is: a rapist, a criminal, somebody yeah. who is a low, a low form of life. And I'm not going to recognize them on the same level as my ancestors that were enslaved and taken away and all of that. And that's just my choice. But if somebody else wants to, hey, I'm not stopping them. Yeah, well, I did, I did uh, research on my ancestry and all of those narratives that you just mentioned were false. You know, once I did the personal. For you, for you. Yeah, for me. You mean for but you. That's, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, okay. I did the personal research and everything like that narrative that you mentioned that I ran with was all false because I had to. So now you're certain that none of your ancestors were raped. So that's good. Well, if they well, well, so let's look at this, right? Um, Let's go to a haplo group. Okay. So I watched one of those shows. Uh, golly, I forgot. It's some show where a guy, he was a professor at Harvard. I forgot his name, but he's a black guy. And he does uh, research on people's ancestors. You know Thomas Sowell? Huh? Is it, is it, no. Thomas uh, Sowell? No, no, no. He's Louis, Gates. Louis Gates. Gates. Henry Louis yeah. Gates. Yeah, Henry Louis Gates. Exactly. So okay. mm -hmm. he did research on this guy, uh, Jeffrey something. He was a, a teacher mm -hmm. in New York, right? He looks black. He's a black guy. You know what I'm saying? Looks just like okay. me. You, you won't think he had a lick of white in him. But his haplo group traced to Europe. So why did mm -hmm. his haplo group trace to Europe? It's because basically if if your dad was white, right? And your mom was black, but then you decide to have a baby with a black woman and then the, that kid, a black woman, a black woman, a black woman, and that kid looks blackly black of black, right? I'm talking about you could be dark skinned, nappy hair, all of that. But the change came once a white male had a baby with that black woman so it doesn't matter how black that person looks that genetic marker of the male which is passed down from male to male to male to male is basically a white man and there's no way you could change that you know like that will be your genetic marker as far as a haplogroup is concerned so i was like oh i wonder what my haplogroup is took my dna did an analysis on it my haplogroup goes to Central Africa. So I can't say that a white man raped one of my ancestors. I cannot say that because that's not false because I have the genetic marker of a man that came from Central Africa. You get what I'm saying? Uh, of the Bantu tribe. Well, what, you said you were 20%, you said you were 20% European. So that right. had to get in there through semen going to an egg and somebody being born. Yeah, but, but, exactly, but yeah, exactly. So I could look whatever i could look like a white man you know my child my children are look very mixed like if you look at my my sons they're light-skinned with like you know wavy hair you'd be like damn they are mixed but no matter what 
If they decide to have well, a baby, what color is your wife? She's black. She's the same color as me. But my children are okay. Older. Yeah, but my grandmother, light skin. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's mm-hmm. it's it, me and me and my brothers are all different skin tones. You know, it's like a mix of uh, all kind of races, right? So say if my son mm-hmm. has a baby with a white woman, that baby, it, it doesn't matter. That haplo group is still going to go from the Bantu tribe. But that's why in the Bible, they say that you are the seed of your father. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, you're, you know, that genetic marker is passed down from male to male to male. So it really doesn't matter like how they look. That's how I figured that out. And then I was like, okay, well, I have the slave mm-hmm. master's last name and, you know, ah, right. And so I started, I did research on that. And I was like, oh, this guy actually was a Native American man that married uh, one of his slaves. And the way they did slavery was different. It was like she was one of his wives or whatever. Right. And so my last name actually mm-hmm. goes back to an uh, English settler named William Perryman, who had a baby with the Native American woman. And that child was Benjamin Perryman. That that child, uh, Benjamin Perryman, had Moles Perryman. Moles had a baby with one of my grandmothers and it was just passed down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like it's imperative for us, just from my personal research, just to do our own research and not just say that it's a fact that some of these detrimental things happen to our people or to us. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, because, you know, I've, I've been there and trust me, it's like I ran with that narrative. Uh, but then I was like, you know what, let me let me do some research on me and my people before I actually adopt this. Like you might come from somebody that was partners with the slave master, that was a slaver whipping black people, telling them to get in line. You don't know. You might, one of your ancestors probably was a black slave master that had white slaves. You don't know. There have There have been plantations with black slave masters that have white slaves. There have been white slaves on the plantation with black people. We know that for a fact too. There've been white indentured servants, uh, the Irish. So I know I have big, you know, big amount of Irish in me, right? And so that's where we get that from, right? But one thing I have noticed is that the Irish came here as indentured servants to the English. So it's like, even though it's 20% white, it's Irish that came here as slaves too. So, that's one of the reasons why I say it's important for us to really, you know, dive into our own, you know what I'm saying? So we could really figure this out because I feel like it's kind of like, you know, split a spit in the face to even say, you know, like one of your grandparents raped somebody, you know, or like your grandma, like I wouldn't want my grandmother to be raped. I'm not going to say that. Nobody wants their relative to rape. I don't think I definitely didn't want mine yeah, to be raped. To even say that as a fact, it's kind of, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of harsh. You know what I'm saying? Like me as a father, well, like, I wouldn't you, want, you like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want nobody to be like, oh, you know, my great, great, great grandfather, grandmother was raped. And that's why I'm light skinned. It's like, come on, man. You know, like, <laughs> like you could have a child that that's light skinned, you know, and both of y'all are as dark as can be. All of my kids are light skinned. Every single one of them. Where it's so bad, where if like if I was to go somewhere alone with my children, they'll be like, "Oh, he must have had a baby with a Mexican woman or a white girl," but I have not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, well, it is a fact that raping was rampant during the time when our people were enslaved. That is a fact, and the fact that they even came up with laws because these white men were having children with these people that they were raping in many cases. Mm-hmm. In most cases, probably. And they said that the children are whatever the condition of the mother is. In other words, uh, even if, if the white man is free, uh, and he, has, he has rape. However, he gets his child with a black woman, then that child is going to be a slave, too. So he can't be free just because his father's a white man. Um, and then we have to look at the fact that how they said, well, we were supposed to be such repulsive and everything like that. So if, mm-hmm. if our people were so repulsive, why are we having so many of these mixed children? Why do I have 8% English, Irish, and 1% Finnish? I figure the 1% Finnish is probably in the background of the person that raped my ancestor. But like I said, I personally am not going to recognize 
bad actor. It's just like if you got a, fa- a bunch no, of family no, members you, and, uncle, get, and you have that, an uncle that's like, somebody that's uh, just a murderer and something. Yeah, you might recognize that they're your uncle, but I wouldn't give a position of honor in the family. That's just, I mean, but like I said, everybody has the right to do what they want to do. If they want to, your uncle said, I want to honor the English he doesn't believe that anybody raped his ancestor. Hey, he has his right to do that. Right. But then it's like, we can't, I I, I get, I, no, trust me. I get, if I knew that that person was a guarantee, like if somebody was like, look, man, here it is in the books or here it's it. That's a little different. But I now know because I was in that state of what, not to say that you are, but I was in that state of ignorance until I did the research on my own. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, you know, like I said, we don't really know what 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 happened, what's going on, or whatever, until someone either tells us or we do the research by ourselves. You know what I mean? But that's where you know us being, you know, black people in America is kind of difficult because it's like where you know what culture do we identify with? What are we really? And even you going to Africa and them saying you can't be Yoruba and Igbo at the same time, like no, like you're either one or not. But the but you're talking that's because of their civil war, though. That's because they had a civil war. But but you're also dealing with people because you know I got Nigerian friends and they'll tell me like no, like the characteristics or culture, a lot of that stuff between those two people are totally different. You know, they they have different culture. Yeah, different culture. So it's like. You know, but then they've been dealing with each other for thousands of years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they could, you know, they could harness that. But then I figured that, you know, us being out here, it's like, man, you don't know what tribe, where this person from, whatever. You just find a woman. Y'all both in America. Y'all like each other. It is what it is. But it's not the situation where it's like those people have been dealing with only each other since millennia like they ain't mixed well we we didn't know we had no way of finding out so many of our ancestors had no way of finding out that's why i even told you know when people ask me why i changed my part of the reason i changed my name was not just for me it was also for all of the ancestors who might have wondered but could never know and i am at a pitch where i can know i positively know not only was i told by the nigerian people but then my dna backed it up yeah no no i commend you for doing that because i i look at it like this Cause I'm not a, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that like, just because I wouldn't change my name that you're wrong. I really applaud you for taking that step where it's like, if I'm going to identify with this, I'm going to identify with it all the way. And I'm not going to half-ass it. You know what I'm saying? So your journey, I appreciate. And I feel like I cannot wait to send this to a lot of my friends. You know, we all have different journeys. You know what I mean? I got mm-hmm. Native American. I got more white in me than you. You know, but but if you look at our skin tone and the way we you got talk twelve, you got twelve percent more because I'm eight percent. You said you twenty percent. Yeah, but then it's like I know, you know, I know I have Native American ancestry that the DNA didn't tell me. But then, right, you know, I go, um, you know, I'm talking to people like, say, man, I, I they might be counting some of that Native American in the white in, in the uh, in the, in the white portion. It's possible. No, but I think it's in the black portion because when I go to well, so you, that's I, why you need one that gives you the people group so you can yeah, get down I, to the nitty gritty. But if I, I looked at the Taino Indians, which were like still a group of people in the Caribbeans that really didn't mix with anybody, I look just like them. Mm-hmm. I go to the Dominican Republic. People look at me and they ask me if I'm Dominican. They speak Spanish to me. Oh. They. Yeah, it's like they don't. I tell them I'm not Dominican, and they look at me like I'm lying. I go to New York, people coming up to me speaking Spanish. I went to Colombia, people think that I'm I'm a worker there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, did you show any Spanish? Huh? Did your DNA show any Spanish? No, like no, Spain? no, it didn't. But then it's like the native people of those lands look like me. They, they look, look at like you. us. Yeah, right. You know, like so. Yeah, like, you need the one that gets down to the nitty gritty because it sounds like, like I told you, they do that one. They pay ninety nine and they kind of do a high, like a high level. So it's yeah. really not that one is not really specific. But the one that gives you your 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 people group or your tribe that sounds like one you need because if people are recognizing you like that, you definitely probably have that DNA because they wouldn't yeah, recognize but then it's it like, but then if it wasn't now there. To a point where it's like, man, I'm just gonna set all that what is within me and just a set because it's like it's just too much you know what i'm saying 
Cause it's like, man, you know, I, you look at my grandmother on my dad's side, she looked Creole. My mom, she said her, her grand, her uh, grandmother was Cherokee. And, you know, my mom has like smooth wavy hair, like you wet it. It just, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, who, mm-hmm. you know, it's whatever, you know what I'm saying? It really don't matter but that mm-hmm. much to me no more. I'm just like, look, man, I'm just going to embrace it. I'm just an American man. You know, when I travel, I have an American passport. That's just what it is. And at one time I was doing um, uh, not interviews, but basically I would call people and do surveys. Right. And so it was a, it was a white gentleman. Mm-hmm. And after the survey, they, I knew he was white. And they asked me like, you know, asked the people what their race is. And the guy was like American. And he was just adamant on just saying he was American. He didn't fall for none of that. You know, are you this? Are you this? Not Hispanic, not Latino. It's like, bro, I'm American at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? When we go to other countries, we're not mm-hmm. there, we're not that. They're like, man, I'm American. And so it's kind of interesting because when I was in Paris, Paris has a lot of black people, right? And I met um, a guy, he was clearly mm-hmm. African. He had the African features. He said his people were from um, the Congo, but he was born in Finland and he was like, mm-hmm. so even though my parents are from there, I wasn't raised there. I don't eat the same food. I don't know the culture. Really. I was raised in Finland. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm Finnish. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, even though my ancestry, my roots go back to Africa. How can I say I'm African when I'm not really even, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not amongst the people. You know, yeah. what I'm he, he's not familiar with the African culture. He's African by origin, but he's not yeah. familiar, to Africa. He's more familiar with the Finnish culture. Right. So culturally, he's Finnish because that's what he knows. Right. Right. Uh, just right. like I tell people in Africa, they say, you know, why well, you I tell them I tell them I was born outside. You know, I tell uh, the Ghanaians I'm Fanti on my mother's side and Igbo and Yoruba on my father's side, Nigerian. Right. I said that I was born outside. So I'm learning because the way yeah. they say small, small, because I'm telling them tree is the language of the Ashanti tree. And so I say, um, I know kakra kakra tree. That means small, small tree. I'm learning tree kakra kakra. Kakra kakra means I'm learning it a little bit at a time, you know, because yeah, yeah. I'll speak the part that I know and that makes them happy because they know my accent. I don't really, you know, normally speak yeah, it. But yeah. then they'll go to someplace, I don't know what they said. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> the wonderful thing is because both Nigeria and Ghana have uh, English as as they, you know, unfortunately were colonized, but it's English. And so because I know English from the United States, so we can back up out of the, the local language and then I can say, well, what does that mean? And they'll know what I mean when I say what I mean. Then they'll tell mm-hmm. me what it means mm-hmm. in English. So it actually makes it easier for me to learn. So I, yeah. for that, I, I'm grateful to the Lord for that because, yeah. um, you know, it's a, it's a bad way to have had it, but it's now one of the things that maybe is like a little silver lining to a bad, you know, storm cloud, that the fact that they can come out of that that language and tell me when I say, I don't understand that. It's, you, you've gone past my knowledge now. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, because like, you don't, yet. you don't have the accent, the way they flick the tongue is different. Like, man, when I went to Colombia right. and I was saying the Spanish word, they was like, no, it's like this. And I'm think I'm saying yeah. it how they, Sometimes say they don't it. even understand. You could be speaking the word and if you don't say it exactly the way you say it, they, they don't even know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, the way they enunciate, the way their tongue is placed in their mouth, it's just like, God damn, bro. Like, no, it's like this. I'm yeah. like, I'm saying Some of it's hard. Yeah, Some it's, of it's, it's hard. very hard. So hopefully you move out there and really, you know, like, really just like, let me give you an example. Like, there's one thing, beans and rice here in, in Ghana, uh, they call it wache, wache, right? Yeah. But it's spelled W-A-A-K-Y-E. Now, you know, as an, as an African-American, I look at that, I say, Waki, K-Y-E, Waki, right? Waki. Or they have this name, Boache, B-O-A-K-Y-E. We look at that, it looks like Boaki, right? right? But they, in the middle, they pronounce that K as a C-H. Right. But that same K, like, you know, in the first, my, my first name, Kweku, at the beginning of the word, is pronounced K, like right. we normally, K. Right. right, we don't ever. There's nothing in English. You don't ever pronounce K as a C H, right? But in yeah. they pronounce the in their English part, they pronounce it as C H. So mm-hmm. you know, wache, boache. But when you look at the words, it's like 
Waki and Bawaki. Well, we're also looking at it. When you say Bawaki, they look at you like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then you we're, tell we're them, also tell them, and they say, Boache, Boache. Yeah. Because we're also using a Greek alphabet to talk, you know, say an African word, which doesn't, you know, that's never going to make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? So, right. To me, it's yeah. kind of like, I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> like even if you go to England, you know, the way we say words are different. You know what I'm saying? Even if you go from mm-hmm. Boston to Florida, the way they say cars are different. Like, you know, me, I went right. to school in Atlanta. So it's like the Bethel way I access. talk, people could be like, oh, you from L.A.? I could tell by the way you say certain words. Exactly. You know what you I'm saying? So it's you like, can clearly tell a Southern accent when people have that long drawl and, you know, that Southern accent and you yeah. can really tell. Yeah, you from the Midwest, right? Well, actually, the South. So I am very familiar with the Southern accent when I hear people talk. So I can really imitate the Southern accent very well. Where are you from? Uh, uh, the, the, the just the Southern part of uh, of the United States. Oh, you don't want to tell the state? Yeah. Well, you know these things are out here so long, so you don't know who. And there's there's all kind of crazy people. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, this is this has been very interesting, man. Because it's like, you know, one thing, um, you know, me me being, you know, my dad was a, uh, you know, black Muslim, auntie Pan Africanist, married a South African guy. I'm not gonna say that he's very very famous now, but you know, I just grew up around all of these things, and it's kind of like, and my mom being Christian, my dad a black Muslim, so it's like, wow, what the hell is my identity? You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. it's like a lot of us are confused about it, where now I'm just like, look, man, I'm just going to appreciate true. who I am. Like, I'm a guy from L.A., you know what I'm saying? I know that black people everywhere are different. I went to school with them. A black person from D.C. is totally different than a black person from L.A. Black black person from mm-hmm. Baltimore is totally different than a black person from Alabama. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like we all are in our regions and it's like just appreciate how you grew up, the environment you in. And that's the that's the best way you could put it. You know what I'm saying? Because like me, you know, my kids aren't from the same area that I grew up in. But I'm like, I'm going to have them appreciate wherever, you know, wherever they from, that's going to be their identity. Wherever they grow up, whatever environment that they're in, that's going to be their identity. But mm-hmm. if they do want to identify with another identity or another environment, if you don't go there, if you don't live there, if you don't try to speak the language or eat the foods, you're doing a disservice and you bullshitting. You know what I'm saying? So trust me, man, yeah. like I, I went head to head with some of my closest friends where I'm like, please don't talk to me about this pro-Africanist, pan-Africanist stuff. If you're still going by a European name, if you name your children European names, if you don't either live out there, if you don't eat the food, if you don't practice it, please don't try to tell me what's up with it. You know what I'm saying? Or like try to be pro it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for a brother like you, man, kudos to you. You're probably the only other person I've ever met in my life that changed her name, in, like, that I met in person to, you know, a, a, a Nigerian name, you know? So, man, thank thank you for coming on here wearing a garment. Thank you for letting us know that, you know, you are attempting to learn the language. It's funny because my daughter, her middle name is Ashanti. You know what I'm saying? So, I named her yeah, I named her after the tribe. You know what I mean? So yes, yeah, she doesn't know that, but yeah, you know. So I, I do embrace. Well, there are ancient Adinkra symbols. You named her after the Shanti. There are ancient Adinkra symbols on the cover of that book. There's ten ancient Adinkra symbols, mm-hmm. and those symbols are one of them is a supremacy of God. So the 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 Ashanti say we knew God before any missionary ever came. Yeah, those symbols are ancient. Yeah. And um, they're they're very those are dinker symbols, so it, it's a rich rich culture. Oh yeah, definitely. And like you know, just you know, and I I, I do learn. You know, I take I take it all. Like I study Christianity, um, Islam. I study uh, the um, Yoruba, you know, Yoruba, Yoruba and Igbo gods and stuff like that. So it's like I tell people, I'm like, look, man, all of that is a part of me. So I just want to learn it. You know what I'm saying? Because these are some of the um, entities that my ancestors believed in. 
You know, I can't say, okay, like the church, no matter how it came to be to us, it helped us along our journey to where we are now. You know, I can't shit on Christianity when my great grandfather was a pastor in the church and they use Christianity to help them get over their hardships. You know what I'm saying? Their prayers, those prayers still count. My grandmother's prayers still count. You know, the Igbo, you know, my my West African side, all of that stuff still counts. You know what I mean? And so that's just the way, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way I get down. So I'm definitely open to learning. You know, my wedding suit was a Nigerian suit. You know what I mean? So okay. I actually had it. I had it custom made. You know, I actually, you see the mask right there. Like I do have different African entities that I involve in my life, but I'm not going to just say, okay. You know, I'm just not going to be phony with it. I'm like, look, man, I'm going to just do as much as I can. I'm not going to be pro something that I'm not really about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, when you if you decide to do the one, the DNA test that gives you the people group and tribe, just like mm-hmm. the example of the people that you talked about, you know, yeah. that full moon analogy I said, mm-hmm. it's culture. But the other side is the side that we don't know. But when you get that test done, then you know. You know what people yeah. belong to. That's why I know what people group I belong to. So no one can tell me. You know, I've had people try to tell me you're not that you're not Nigerian. You're not. I look them in the eye and say, here's the thing. When you know who you are, it doesn't matter what anybody else said. And right. the blood doesn't lie. I know <laughs> that I am Nigerian Igbo. I know that I'm Nigerian Europe. First of all, the people told me. Then it was backed up by the DNA, right? The DNA has confirmed what they did. And I know that I'm of the Fonte people of so So now I tell people I'm an American, Ghanaian, Nigerian, because like Americans, except for African American, I know now. And wow. I am encouraging all of those who want to know mm-hmm. what that other side is. Because I know there's a group, you know. They, they don't just call the American try and hey, that's fine for them if that's what they want to do. So yeah. that's why I say all who will, those who want to find out because there's a richness, there's a a life transformation that a revelation for those that want to. Not mm-hmm. everybody wants to, and that's fine. I'm not talking to them at all. I'm right. talking to the ones that want to. And so anyone that wants to. I will say, you know, they can go to the foundmypeople.com website. If there are benefits of reading the book on there, uh, they can learn, you know, how it has enriched my life and how it can do the same thing for them if they want to. Mm-hmm. Everybody might not want to change their name. That's up to them. Right. But for me, it was nullifying the legacy of enslavement. And my life has been transformed, connecting to and embracing all of who I am. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense, man, because even me, you know, I don't do processed foods. I change my diet because I'm more so like I need to eat closer I the same to thing. the people, the people that I connect to and that I relate to, you know. So it's like even though I do have all of these different things inside of me, I have to be like, look, man, I can't, you know, I'm 20 percent European. Cool. But I don't want to eat bread, you know, like because it does something to me, you know, like certain things I just can't touch. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather eat like mm-hmm. an indigenous person rather than the person mm-hmm. that was colonized. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how mm-hmm. that's just how I feel, you know. But after I did my blood okay. test and I'm looking at the blood type diet, they're like, you're type O and people of your blood type usually eat like this, which is similar to an African diet, you know, or people the way people in Africa ate. So I was like, oh, OK, you know, it makes sense. I'm going to adopt this. You know, I'm going to eat how they ate. You know, eat the top, same mm-hmm. type of foods that they eat. They don't eat a lot of bread. They don't put a lot of cheese. They don't eat a lot of processed foods. So once I adopted that, that's when I was like, okay, now I'm in a, a better shape, you know? So, yeah, man, I, I definitely, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, I yeah, <laughs> I definitely get you, man. So I want to make this, um, you know, I like to play devil's advocate just so I can get answers out of people. But I do, mm-hmm. you know, appreciate everything that you're doing, you know, how you're representing it and you're representing it to the fullest, man. And, you know, th- thank you, Ezzy, for coming on here, teaching me something. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, no problem. No problem. As soon as I seen it, I was like, you know what, this will, you know, this, 
this podcast will be this um discussion will be perfect for me because I definitely want to learn more about this, you know. Like I've been I've been personally mm-hmm. I've been like invested into these type of things, but then it's like, you know, like we discussed earlier, everybody is different. Everybody got a different journey, a different story, different ancestry, mm-hmm. even though we do look the same. You know what I mean? So it's right. like some of us will say, oh, just because I'm black in America, I was a slave. That may not be true. You, Your ancestors probably were never slaves. You're just adopting that's, that's the, the narrative. You know, I ended up figuring out that one of my ancestors came out here, got my great great grandmother pregnant. He came from Jamaica, got her pregnant, and then bounced, you know, went back. You know what I mean? But then it's mm-hmm. like, who was he? Was he a slave in Jamaica? How did he even travel out here? You know, like, like what? Another question. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, what? I didn't know we had Jamaica. But it was Jamaica and then in my travel situation, it was brought here. coming from here that brought him. So you don't know. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just, I figured that out when I did my uh, ancestry and it stopped right on my great-great-grandmother's uh, father's side. And I was like, what the hell happened here? Then I talked to my auntie and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know this, you know? So that's why I'm just like, man, you know, get your personal story. Out, uh, you know, do some, once you know yourself personally, which me and you've done in our own respective rights, Nobody could question me. Mm-hmm. Nobody could question me. Right. Nobody could question they me. They can question it want to, but it doesn't make no difference to me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, you know? that, that question that they have is my business. Yeah. I don't know what it is. If they don't, I really don't. I don't care. Yeah. Don't let my your insecurity. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, though. Because I say, you know, I got cousins. And, you know, some of us don't even look like we related, but that's because their parents chose this type of mate. You know what I'm saying? And so now they adopted a whole different ancestry, you know, than than I did. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. you know, they look different than me. I look different than them. But one half of us is still, you know, the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're connected on that one side. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like. It's personal, basically. You know what I mean? Like I can't go to my like what you said with your brothers and sisters, same mama, same daddy. Okay, this is it. There's no way, you know, this is different. But once you go outside of that, half brother, half sister, exactly. cousin, or whatever, it's it's a it game. Splintering off. Yeah, totally different game. Then you know that's why I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm gonna just do this for myself. So yeah, man. You know, thank you for giving. But I was able to tell my cousins on my mother's side, all of my cousins, my aunts, and on my mother's side. See, even though they didn't do any DNA, I was able to tell all of them that they are Fonte of Ghana because that Fonte of Ghana comes from the the mother, my grandmother. So my grandmother, she was Fonte of Ghana. So I know that all of her children have Mm -hmm. Fonte of Ghana from her side, and Mm -hmm. all of all of my cousins. Right. So. What they are on their father's side, they got to figure that out when they do their DNA. Yeah. Uh, but on their mother's side, the side that they share in common with our mother, I was able to tell them, you are of the fine people of Ghana. So if they want, they could even start right there learning the culture if they want to. Yeah. But then it's also best for them to get their own, you know, stuff done. You know, well, I mean? they'll get their own. They'll know their, they'll know the side because I, I didn't have to yeah. say father's death. So Right. I, I don't know what that other side is, but mm-hmm. the side that's common. See, because when you do that mother side and that father side, they go back for generation generations. Mm-hmm. So I know one of them on the mother side that we connect to, they are Fonte because right. they come from the grandmother. It come from the grandmother and it passed down to my mother, then it passed down to me. Right. And so right. we happen to know that my great great grandfather, just that 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 close was was enslaved and he and he was emancipated so we know that for a fact my right. great great grandfather was and then he was emancipated mm-hmm. um so and then we, we have come from there so it was not that many generations ago that somebody in my family was enslaved in the united states yeah i want to figure out because i figured out that one of my grandparents also come from the Gishi tribe which was a free 
free black people in uh georgia and in, in south carolina that's what i'm saying it's like once i did it on my own i was like damn like i ain't get you going yeah yeah so i ended up mm-hmm. figuring that out but it's like you know that's why i don't go with anybody's narrative i'm like if i don't know for sure you know what i'm saying i'm not saying it you know what i mean like i'm not adopting none of that stuff unless i know it's for sure because mm-hmm. it's a it's, it's really crazy man like you know you could like, nah, your people are always free and they from South Florida and there was a, you know, free city of black people in this section of the town that we never even heard about. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's like that. But yeah. Yeah. So in other words, keep up with our personal journey. If you don't, you know, figure out who you are, you know, you got the blood test done. Nobody can tell you nothing. I got the blood test and I trace my ancestry. Nobody can tell me nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. Um, so where can people find you? Mm-hmm. Uh just go to find my people. Oh, you said you, you, said, said, you said found foundmypeople.com. Found, yes, foundmypeople.com. So the name of the book is Found My People, and the mm-hmm. name of the website is also Found My People. Our social media is underscore on Instagram and Twitter is uh, underscore Found My People, or okay. Instagram and X, I should say, because they renamed <laughs> it just recently. Okay. But uh, underscore, underscore Found My People. Awesome, awesome. All right, Ezzy, man, thank you. This has been great. You know, uh, I Thank really you for inviting you. me. No problem, man. No problem. I really enjoyed this conversation. You know, feel free to reach out in case anything new comes about that you would like to discuss or any topic. I would love to do this again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.